with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. No, I think we stay together and I was, I was preaching that all week. Um, you know, you get to this, this level, there's so many outside factors that try to get into a team and try to pull a team apart, whether it's media related, fan related, whatever it may be. Um, you have to stay together in football. It's, it's the ultimate team game. Um, offense, defense, special teams, 11 guys on the field working together, pushing each other um, and, and playing their hearts out to go win the game. And that's what we did. So um, incredibly proud of, of our team here. <laughs> our brother Chalooch. Tunch Ilkin always used to say this, Max. He has long said the Steelers are at their best when their backs are up against the wall and they have a chip on their shoulder. And by golly, yesterday proved him right, if you ask me. Kenny Pickett leading off at the top of the, the, the show here this morning. Five game-winning drives, four fourth-quarter comebacks in 17 games, Max. That says something about the young man, does it not? Yes, it does, Wolf. And it, you know what it is? That's grit. That's resiliency. <laughs> that is all the, the stuff that good players are made of that – no matter how bad it gets in the beginning, it will not be that in the end. And he will not go out with a fight. I thought talking about how this team fight fought and clawed and kicked and screamed and figured out how to get it done. Yep. Now, I will say this. Defense played absolutely lights out in this game as well. They, they, they didn't need that same type of type of uh rearing but you know what i love that kenny stands up he delivers and he's accountable and playing under i'm sure less than ideal feelings for the week um dealing with the knee trying to look past and he trying to not make the knee a big thing um but for him to get out there and play and scramble and fight and find the open receivers and make the play when it is absolutely necessary. <laughs> yeah. Gotta have it moment. And wow, what a freaking tremendous job. Think about this, Max. You know, you can't underestimate the competitive heart and spirit of a man totally immersed in a dogfight, right? I mean, to do that, you would mm -hmm. miss the very essence of what that guy is all about. Again, I go back to 17 games. Kenny is now 10 and 7. He just completed the equivalent of one whole season. And in those 17 games, five game winning drives, four fourth quarter comebacks. And then in this fourth quarter, you got this young man standing up with 104 of his 224 passing yards in the fourth quarter, including two huge third down third downs on that TD drive and that beautiful. Was it forty some yard toss to Pickett? Uh, Pickens yeah. going down the sidelines with cover zero. Oh, yeah, Zooks, that's coming through in big pressure and being undauntable. Somebody who cannot be dissuaded by hits by whatever he, no matter what, leading from the front. Way to go, Kenny! I'm excited for him because I love to see a young man come in and experience some success, even when let's face it, he's not always throwing the most accurate ball. But we're going to see better from Kenny, and this game, to me, proves that he's got those capabilities of pulling it together, getting the job done, because he's just showed it again. Yeah, this game is one of those, Wolf, that you look back on and you say, man, 
this might be the turning point of the year. This might have yes. this might have been the enough is enough type of game for this team. That literally could have been it. So I, I'm excited to see what this leads through, especially going into a bye week where you get this entire week off um, to heal, to adjust, to tweak, and to get healthy. Absolutely. Right. I, I, I'm I'm really really excited to see how that is going to manifest itself because these guys earned the rest as necessary. And that was a typical Steelers-Baltimore physical matchup. So everybody needs a little break time after this game. No question about it. I mean, you think about that game. That was just so crazy. I mean, just nuts. And then to feel the electricity of that stadium coming alive when they fired up Renegade, and all of a sudden you got Miles Killebrew blocking a punt and all kinds of havoc and chaos starting. Man, was that awesome to be. It was just, it, I, it was, you had to be there. As Billy said in that one call, he said, you got to be here to believe it. Well, the lore get, 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 is, is now fulfilled right <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah for the yeah, next the decade dream, right? the, yeah exactly for the next decade we're good whether it works or not <laughs> renegade it, it, it work it works it works you know it, it's like ron burgundy you know they're talking about <laughs> sex panthers like 60 percent of the time it works all the time that yet right now in our minds it works all the time yes. so but but it it was pretty awesome and you know in my head i'm, I, I'm sitting there talking to you guys during the break and i'm like why are they playing it so early? We need to save this. We need to save it for later in the game. There's a bigger moment. And then, listen, afterwards, <clears throat> it inspired everybody on the sideline because that defense went off. So I was like, you know what? I'm okay with them playing it at, at the 13-minute mark in the fourth quarter. I, I, hey, can we can we double renegade it one we've, time? Why not double it. renegade it? We've I know done it we before. have. We have done it. Yep. I, I have been. You were there. I have been there. Yeah, I've been there for – the double renegade, and so I'm like, man, this is crazy. Just how I think. I think the biggest thing is how inspired the defense gets when when it when it comes on. Yes, like it is just it is a signature thing. It is one of the most unique things um, I think in all of the NFL that you have this signature song, signature video that's played right before your defense is about to start a drive, and then they just go hamburglar. You know. <laughs> It's, it's, it's jailhouse rock. It, it, it's, it's a prison break. I mean, it, it is. They're like, listen, the opponent has no shot. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I I think that Lamar Jackson might hate Renegade. I mean, I feel like. I got a feeling. He, he yeah. has never succeeded when Renegade has played. You know, he, do you think Lamar went home and checked his uh, closet to see make sure that T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith weren't hiding in the closet? The boogeyman, or maybe one yeah. underneath the bed, one in the closet. <laughs> yeah, they, they're probably asking, "Hey, hey, Lamar, can you count to a hundred? He probably omits fifty-six and ninety <laughs> when he's counting. Fifty-five, fifty-seven, fifty-eight, eighty-nine, ninety-one. <laughs> yeah, he's not like those numbers. <laughs> and you know, and let's be truthful too. There were seven drops in that game. I mean, you want to talk about Man. some wide receivers failing. Ooh. I know that there were three of them 
were quite possibly touchdowns if they weren't definitively. Um, so, hey, I don't know. You know, it, 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 mojo was happening. That's all I know. And you could feel it. You could see it being, being you know, moving around on the field with people making plays at, at the incredible moments in time that they, they came aboard. I mean, I still cannot get over that sideline smoker and cover zero with Pickens, picket the Pickens down the sidelines, dropping that baby in there after, you know, Kenny misfired sometimes, several times during the game, you know, wasn't the most accurate, but he was accurate when he had to be. And you cannot, I don't know, you can't coach that sort of understanding big moments in a game, you know, to come through. Um, you either got yeah. it or you don't. You know, it's the old Yoda, do or do not. There is no trying. And Kenny just does. Do or do not. There is no try. <laughs> well played, Wes Euler. There well is played, no try. <laughs> yeah, but I think but I think that but that's what it is, right? I mean, players have to go through those moments. They have to figure out a way and make it happen, regardless of whatever the emotional state is or whatever the feeling is if you've been feeling sorry for yourself physically you've been timid physically because of an injury especially when you're talking about a knee um you know several of those rollouts that that kenny had you know he was high and you wonder if that's because of the knee being sore him sailing some sideline balls true but Man, but also, you know, kudos to the offensive line. Keeping a clean pocket when absolutely necessary. Yes. As well. And allowing Kenny to operate from that pocket, even with the blitz coming around. I mean, you know, it was almost like he 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 missed the he missed the first blitz and got sacked by Arthur Millette, right? Yes. And then he was like, no, 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 not this time. You know, <laughs> single high, let it fly. Right. Zero high, still let it fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, single or and, zero. And, it's just we, one yeah. rhymes, the other doesn't. That's it. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, it, it, high and fly are always consistent in there. You know, <laughs> you, you can you can always make it work. Um, but but it was. It, I mean, I was sitting there right there at the sideline and right right by the uh, quote unquote the point of contact where the receiver and the ball were meeting, and. I have to tell you, when it was in the air and I was looking at trajectory, looking at the receiver, I didn't think George was going to make it. Really? But, I mean, with an instant, when I tell you he chewed up yardage mm. and and it's like he hit the X button, he was he was, he was was head-to-head with Marlon Humphreys when that ball went in the air. And then he had a step, step and a half on Marlon Humphreys once he, once he got to the ball. That I mean, that's how fast and that's how ridiculous – the makeup speed was in that moment and it was just the right amount of arc, just the right amount of touch that carried George Pickin all the way to the end zone. It was, it was one of those things. It was, it was, it was amazing to watch. And I was so geeked after the, after, after that moment, because it was one of those where we have been talking about it, right? This team hadn't scored a touchdown since, since week three. And it's like, okay, is this, this is a field goal fest, you know, <laughs> which I don't mind if it is. And we still right. come out on the right side of it. But at the same time, 17 looks so much better than 11, right? Oh, no it looks doubt. so much better. We were in baseball. We were in baseball range when it was 11 to eight. I was like, I was like, I was like, what? Well, oh, no, I'm sorry. It was 10 to eight. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, okay, well, 
Bosque at least get in field goal range, you know, we'll we'll get it done. And then nope. Nope. None necessary. Go ahead, give us seven. Well, six. Six, because we tried to go for the two point conversion. So give us six and we'll be all right. And then of course Bozzi nailing it home at the end of the game to make it a true up 17 um, was, was, pre- was pretty awesome. Pretty awesome to watch. And man, this just, it just reeked of, this is what this rivalry is, Wolf. When in doubt, this is what the rivalry is. 25 of 31 of the last games are one score or less games. Unbelievable. That's just, that's just, it is what it is. That's, that, that's, the story of this game, whatever you think you know, you have no idea until you play in it. That's exactly so. The game <laughs> the game is almost bigger than the game. How does that make sense? I don't know. The point is, it uh, things happen out there, and you have these challenging moments. The Steelers have now won five of the last six of these games, unbelievably so. Um, you watch... This game, when when they started off in the first half, it was just all Ravens. Everything was going their way. I mean, all four Steelers sacks and two of the three turnovers came after halftime. I mean, think about that. I mean, you know, Larry O was one of the – how about Larry Ogunjobi? Larry O says no. Baby, what a job of reading that screen, hustling back and punching that ball. I I guarantee you this, if he didn't connect with that ball – uh, I think Justice Hill, or I think it was, yeah, Justice Hill that fumbled that ball. He would, I think Larry would have <laughs> cut him in half with that punch. <laughs> Man, yeah. He would have gotten himself ejected, I think, if that thing had landed midsection. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, listen, it, it was the right place at the right time. And and that's what, that's what this game is about, right? I mean, it, it's about a level of violence, but expertly timed violence. Because you're right. If he say say Justice Hill doesn't have a ball and he's just swinging at Justice Hill, he's in trouble. It's yeah. it's, it's a bad thing. <laughs> but because Justice Hill had a ball in his hand and was running away from him, it's all legal. It it's was all legal. <laughs> it, it was one of those high karate moments. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. my heavens, was that something special? But just to watch the hustle. First of all, the identifying of the screen, that being Larry. Larry took one or two steps past the, the, the offensive lineman and turned around and sprinted the other way. And for him to track down Justice Hill as quick as he did, that big man, all 300-plus pounds of him, was moving at a high rate of speed, and he just came along and went El Cabong on that ball. Man, I just thought, what a great job. And then, of course, Damani Casey jumped on that ball. And Damani Casey, again, showing that somehow the ball finds him or he finds the ball. I don't know which it is. Yeah, l- l- listen, they're both geotagged to each other. So however we want to say it, it, it it's always right. But, uh, I mean, this is one of those things, you know, Have you, if you've ever driven through, like, high mountain areas, Wolf. Yes. There, mm-hmm. There's the... There's the runaway truck ramp. Yep, yep. That 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 that's what Larry O could have used uh, <laughs> if he did not find I like Justice that. Hill. He, yeah. he he would have been on the runaway truck ramp. That, that that's what you're like. Oh, that's why they have that there. I mean, that's exactly how I felt. It was like, okay, Larry O was running, 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 and that punch out was just something that was special. And I think when I look at it. It was like, oh my gosh! Yeah. Like he 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 gave just enough, and it was just the right moment. And you know what was funny, Wolf? We 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 kind of talked about this um, yesterday after the game. Like 
I had a feeling before that play, as the play was developing, mm-hmm. because that screen happened a little bit faster than it should have. Yeah. Like Lamar was supposed to take about another one to two steps right. to get the entire defensive line to clear. But because the guys were on him so fast, he kind of rifled it in there to Justice Hill. And Justice didn't really have a great grip on it when he caught it. But he was like, I got it. I turned up and run. Uh, you know, and he's like, I got to make something happen. And he did. I don't think he really had good security. So for Larry O to pop that out, it was truly like a chain reaction to what it already um, was. It was set in motion with the hurried up throw on the middle screen. You know, those things have a way of unraveling when, when you start with yeah. the timing and then it goes downhill, things can unravel. But listen, we got to take a break because we got to move along. We got so much more. What a game yesterday. We're all excited. You got Wolf Starks and the Ninjas here, uh, right in the locker room, back after this. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, we are back inside the locker room. We are joined by the one, the only, Rob King. You can hear him on WDVE. And, of course, you can hear him here on iHeart and Steelers Nation Radio. Kinger, um, I would say that there was a Watt overload at the stadium yesterday. (laughs) And I would say it in the literal and physical sense because we had a TJ Watt on the field and then we had a wattage issue in the booth after the game. So you got to experience both of those things. How are you this morning, my friend? It was interesting. <laughs> yeah, it was a sort of, um, you know, what, what are they, uh, what's the line they always say? Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play, right? This is kind of the reverse <laughs> yeah. of that. You know, we won but uh, sort of thing on the postgame show. A lot of butts uh, thrown in there. Um, but listen, hey, they won. Um, the crowd was phenomenal. Absolutely oh. phenomenal. Um, I thought they played a role in the fourth quarter. Now, uh, Killebrew blocks the punt. I think that stoked the crowd. Wait a, a minute. Back after, up. After Renegade. Yes. <laughs> Renegade, Thank you. Renegade got played, and then a punt got blocked, and all kinds of crazy stuff started happening. What was that quote you had about Ron Burgundy, Max? <laughs> what was that? Thing? Oh, yeah. 60% of the time, it works all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is Sex so Panther. renegade. Yeah. <laughs> no, that is. You're right. That's exactly right. You know, there, there are a lot of things. I, the one thing that I, I keep going back to, and I, I just want to point this out, um, because so many things happened at the end of the game oh. that I, I, there was one play that I thought should not be overlooked, and that was Larry Ogunjobi's hustling strip sack. I mean, if you're a Steelers fan, Max and Wolf, watching that game, and you have some issues with your team, you just got blown out by a Houston team that you expected to blow out, and you come in – and you're facing a Ravens team that's, you know, moving the ball better under Todd Monk and the new offensive coordinator. Uh, we know they're one of the better defensive teams in the league. And they come out and start doing what they did. You're thinking, man, are they going to get – the Steelers going to get blown out of Akershire <clears throat> Stadium? And that Joby hustling play that caused the turnover to me was the turning point of the first half of that game. 
Um, and it could have been, listen, they dropped two touchdowns in the first half. Right. There was the mystifying – I don't know what in the world the Ravens were doing at the end of the first half. Right, the gimme. No idea what they were doing on fourth down there. No idea what they hoped to accomplish with that. Okay, maybe you get a first down, and now you have the ball at what? The 18-yard line with 14 seconds left? I, I don't I, – that didn't make any sense to me at all. So, all, with all those things that transpired – and the Steelers made a great adjustment, some great adjustments defensively in the second half. But I just thought that Larry Joby circled start. I just thought that was a huge play. And, of course, Casey has to recover the fumble. But, you know, just hustling down the field, coming up with a big play, I thought that was a, a huge, huge play in the game. You know, it's funny, Max. You were talking about the timing of the throw, how it was kind of, you know, hustled up a little bit. It wasn't the exact timing of a good screen. You know, Chuck Noll always used to say, you got to be a good actor. All right, you know, everybody, all right, act. Act like you're getting beat on the pass rush. Wolfley, you just had do it your normal job. <laughs> <laughs> right? but, but the point being is it's about, you know, you've got to encourage those guys to get those beefaloes beyond you, and then you go down and you got the screen. Well, Larry wasn't fooled. You know, whatever it was, he he could tell right away, and, and possibly, as Max talked about, he, he caught on to the fact that uh, Lamar Jackson was hu- rushing a little bit and didn't give enough time to get the spacing necessary. But, wow, did he motor after Justice Hill. And I got to tell you, Justice Hill should be thankful he fumbled because if that punch, that high karate El Kabong, had landed midsection, he he would still be down. That's, that's what we're saying it over on DV. Oh, because, really? Yeah, because T.J. Watt uh, – uh, who was that he punched in the chest? <laughs> Going for a strip oh. sack and – yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Zay Flowers? Was it Zay Flowers? I, I, I think it was oh, Zay Flowers. Okay. Yes. He punched yeah. him. Yeah. So the aggressive going for the football. And I'm like, can you punch a guy in the chest <laughs> even if you're going for the football? <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, if Larry Ogunjobi had missed and hit Justice Hill, oh. uh, right, they, they, we might still be waiting for the fourth quarter to be played <laughs> at Akershire Stadium. But, no doubt. And that, yeah, and that was one of the things, Rod, that was crazy was the lack. You know, listen, I, I'm all for letting guys play. But the lack of penalties in the game on, like, obvious egregious penalties, I mean, a number of holding calls, that P.I. in the end zone mm-hmm. to Pickens, I'm just like, man, I, I, I don't know what a penalty is anymore, oh, apparently. Man. I do wonder, uh, the, yeah, the, the only thing I'll say about that one, Max, and I, and I asked this of, of Charlie in the postgame show last night, was is that maybe an instance where an Allen Robinson pulls a Pickens aside or maybe a Deontay Johnson and says, hey, you've just got to sell this a little better. I mean, Arthur Millette, it was clearly pass interference, oh, right? And I, I, listen, I'm not one of these guys to say that. I, I, you know, if, if I don't think it's pass interference, I'll tell you. I don't, but that he, he ran right through. He never turned his head around. It's like classic pass interference. But you, you wonder, does Pickens need to just maybe plant his feet there, wave his arms around a little bit, sell that a little bit more so that the official has no – choice but to, i mean he should have thrown the flag but if you kind of gesticulate a little bit and wave your arms around i'm waving my arms around here i'm i'm on radio max and i'm waving my arms yeah around. okay there really? it is <laughs> yeah. arm wave so, yeah, arm wave initiated that's, everybody that's, out that's, there that's Just... great radio right there um uh, but yes. <laughs> but um you know does he maybe try to sell that a little bit more maybe that's something a, a veteran receiver um, would would sell, and maybe that's something he'll sell down the line. It should have clearly been an interference call. Well, can I say this? He clearly was the definition of face guarding because oh, Mullet put his right hand right through the yeah. the bottom of the face mask to the top, and you know it was like a face wash in hockey. Right. You know what I mean? It was just crazy. Just 
jerked his head back, and I, I was sitting there going, that's the definition of face guarding. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's no other, I don't know. And that's when you kind of like go, okay, what, what are we watching here? Right. Yeah, but it did not hurt them in the end. Could have, but, you know, the Ravens also did enough um, self-inflicted yeah. injury to to, yeah. to make up for our lack of calls. Uh, another thing, I mean, think about how many different receivers dropped key passes, oh. Rob, in this game. There was, what, seven drop passes? Seven drop. Seven total drops yeah. off of hands. And then when you wow. think about, you know, you never know a play that's going to keep a drive alive or what have you, um, but I think you have a pretty good understanding. So, listen, you know, play might keep a drive alive, and the next, you know, the next play might be a fumble that's returned for a touch. You don't know. But when balls are dropped in the end zone or when short touchdowns are dropped, that's when you know points are coming off the board. So, you know, thinking about this, right? So the, you're up 7 nothing. Um, now Lamar zings one a little too hot to handle for Mark uh, Mark Andrews. I, I wonder if Andrews maybe thought he should have had that one. But Rashad Bateman, I mean, softly oh, thrown from 10 oh. yards away right in his hands. He drops it in the end zone. So instead of 14, it's 10. So let's just say you have 14 there. Um you know, you kick a field goal at the end of the first half instead of doing that mystifying whatever that was. Now you you have 17, and then Lamar threw a perfect ball, very reminiscent of the ball that Pickett threw to Pickens at the end of the game. Caught Aguilar in stride. He was a couple yards clear of, I believe it was Joey Porter Jr. in trail coverage. And that's a no-doubt touchdown. There's nobody there. And now, now you're looking at 24 points. You're looking at the, the Ravens should have at least had 24 points without any sort of... You know, hey, we could have done this, could have done that. Just drop balls and mistakes. You know what the difference is? There was Mojination, baby. Mojination. That's what was going on in the stadium. That stadium was rocking yesterday, and the people of Pittsburgh came out. The Steelers fans, Steelers Nation came out and rocked the house. I got to tell you, I mean, think about it. You got four sacks, and one was uh, taken back from a penalty. Alex Highsmith, he had a sack that yeah, there right. was a penalty on, right? <laughs> yep. I mean, that would have been five. I, that's like 16 or 7. No, no, no. That's like 21 now in, in five or six games. I thought he was really good again, Highsmith. I mean, Highsmith, oh, he only has two sacks on the season. But, boy, he just seems like he's been way more disruptive than that to me. I think his presence has been felt more than the statistics. And the other thing is, we have to say it here, T.J. Watt's kind of greedy. Right? <laughs> you know? He just wants he just yeah. wants all the sacks for himself. <laughs> I mean, he's he's – Wow, man. I mean, holy mackerel. Eight sacks. Um, and, you know, at the end of the game, finishing the game that way, what a great, great player. You know, I, I'm, I'm almost – I almost feel like I'm guilty of, like, uh, you know, doing Penguin stuff. You know, Sidney Crosby comes up with a great play. Okay, yeah, but well, who else did something? We know he's going to be great, right? <laughs> we know T.J. Watt's going to be great, but, I mean, he was great again yesterday. Unbelievably so, Max. I got to tell you, you know what? I, we were talking about it last night when I, I'd taken Max to the airport last night, right? So we're commiserating over all this stuff, you know, and you, you just you look at a guy who just keeps showing up in the biggest of moments, defensively speaking. I mean, it's, it's one thing offensively, you know, you're the quarterback, you're a wide receiver, a running back, but... For a guy that's rushing the pass or doing things, and Max, you, you expound on this a little bit. The sense of big stage, big moments, and him coming through, that's just ginormous what T.J. Watt is all about. No, he, 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 is, he is built for 
these moments. He he's built for prime time. He's built for prime occasions. I mean, the dude just comes through, like you said. I mean, at, at this point in the year, to think he's had multi sack performances already this season, and we've played a majority of our games in Acershire Stadium, and this 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 young man has set the Steelers record and is continuing to reset the record every time he steps on the field now. And he's done it a major, majorly, I want to say 57, I believe, or 50, like 56 and a half, something like that. 56 and a half or 57 of his 85 now sacks have come at home. Right. And he he now has seven and a half sacks against Lamar Jackson alone. <laughs> in three games yeah that's like crazy that 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 that's a that's a wild statistics that that's a crazier statistic than jerome bettis having five ha, having having five carries for one yard and three touchdowns that, that that's how crazy <laughs> this is. it's right there with that crazy stat um and he and it's just it, it, it's phenomenal how he just He's built for these moments, and my God, I am so happy everybody else skipped over him in the draft because they didn't think he was going to be like J.J. Well, I'll say this. He's better than J.J. <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad yeah. another another Bucky Badger is on, is on the black and gold roster. <laughs> you know, the thing, the thing about it, he came into that game with a personal eight-game sack streak against the Ravens. It's now nine. He's got at least a sack in nine straight battles with the with the Ravens unbelievable he's a Raven killer he's phenomenal Raven slayer one other thing I also thought um you know the the uh the inside linebacker play um they've mm. had a couple of tough matchups uh you know San Francisco is a tough matchup right you know, got Kittle and they got McCaffrey I thought Houston was a tough matchup for him but I thought in this game they were they were a massive difference especially in the second half I mean you know the the Ravens in the first half out yardaged the Steelers I let the yardage. I, I think I turned that into a verb. I yarded you. Yeah. Ver, yeah you yarded. It made perfect sense. Yardage to me. You yard. I yard. We yard. I will yeah, yardage. Every, uh, you will yardage. Yeah, everybody yardage. Sure. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, two hundred forty-four to eighty-eight in the first half. That's two forty-four mm. is way too many, and eighty-eight is way too few. Yep. And then in the second half, you know, look, we looked at the offense, and and the offense has been under a microscope, obviously, the whole season, but the defense. You know, they've been relying on those big plays. And, yes, they made big plays, but they also held the Ravens to 81 yards. And I thought a big reason for that was the play of the middle linebackers. I thought Holcomb, Roberts, and Quan Alexander were all terrific. They combined for 23 uh, tackles. They had four tackles for losses, three by Quan, uh, you know, one by Holcomb. I, I just thought I thought they were excellent. Roberts had that sequence on a second and ten. They, they throw a pass. He makes a stop. Uh, to, to turn it into third and three. And then, again, they try to slip. I think it was Justice Hill out, and Roberts makes the tackle there and forces him to punt. I, I thought the I thought the play of the inside linebackers, I think this was their best game. No question in my mind, Max. What say you? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I mean, you know, it was like after about one and a half quarters where it just looked very sloppy and looked like they, they weren't communicating and they looked kind of confused out there. It's almost like <clears throat> somebody snapped their fingers and they're like, oh, I'm no longer hypnotized by by the Lamar Jackson wonderment. It's like, he's just a guy. He can get tackled. He can get hit in the face. And he bleeds. So 
all right, there's no, there's nothing mystical about this guy. And once they started with the spying of him, that's and it. Carrying somebody that's what and they did hitting, in the second half. And, and at those t- t- double option points where you're at the you're at that mesh point where he can either pitch it or keep it, you're saying nope. I don't care what number eight does. My job is to hit him. Yep. The other guy's job is to stick to the running back that may or may not get this pitch and hit him. That is just what we do. In fact, it was it was so crazy one time. Remember when TJ blew up field and, and he hit Justice Hill and Lamar yeah. still had the catch? And we actually called a tackle by yes. TJ Watt yeah, on right. Justice Hill. <laughs> yeah. Nobody in the stadium had any clue right. <laughs> except for Cole Holcomb who made the play. Right. <laughs> exactly so. And, you know, we talked about that. And especially when you run the option, the attack in the mesh point, making one guy – have to have to put a hit on Lamar. Another guy's got to get the back. And you and when you don't have it, that's what happened when I I, I that one uh, they ran an option weak side and I, was it yeah was safety the Justice Hill touchdown yeah, yeah. Justice Hill the, touchdown play when Desmond King didn't didn't fill didn't fill, Cole yeah. went up the field that's it and was and was going to him and nobody had the running back which was which was supposed to be the safety fill in that moment yeah yeah we're like oh my god and th- that was that was the touchdown and then. You come back and like, no, now it's a tackle for loss or tackle for zero gain um, when that happens. So you saw that now everybody stepped up and answered the call in those moments. Um, and that was what we saw from the linebacker. Court. They made adjustments at the right time. And then you saw it fulfilled what they were trying to do game plan wise. Yeah, and I think you have to credit the coaching there, don't you? I mean, you know, the, the, yes. so for making an in-game adjustment to say oh, yeah. this is what we got to do because it didn't look like you know, the, the Steelers are going to be able to stop the Ravens at all in that first half. The Ravens stopped themselves. And, okay, yeah, in the second half, that should have been an Aguilar touchdown. But um, other than that, I thought the Steelers' defense, the adjustments they made, I just mentioned the yardage. I mean, they held them to 91 yards. In this 91 yards in the second half. And only, I think, what, 25 yeah. yards rushing right. out of that 90? They had like 100 early on in the game, and they only had 25 the rest of the way. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And, and you know, and it yeah. was significant also – how do you put into context Jalen Warren's contributions down the stretch? Good heavens, man! Yeah, three consecutive plays um, that that he got the ball and and provided a huge spark for the team. Yeah, um, yeah, and you know it's it's funny when you look at the offense, you see some of the elements, right? We saw Najee. We've seen Najee be a powerful, brutish running back, like he was against Houston. Right. We have seen Jalen Warren provide the spark. We saw the six play drive against. Uh, Vegas. We right. saw the drive at the end of the game yesterday. We're seeing the elements, right? Um, but so far, it feels a little bit like the offense, you know, w- what is the old expression? Uh, more than the sum of its parts. Something is more than the sum of its It feels like it's uh, less than the sum of its parts. Like, like we got a puzzle piece and we're like, hmm, looks like there's like six pieces Wait, missing. That was what Chuck always used to talk about. Now you get, you put it in my brain and I can't figure it out now. What was that? The, oh. the whole is more than the sum yeah, of its parts. Um, oh, Synergy. Yes. The synergy. synergy. Yes. yes. That that the synergy. sum of the whole yes. is greater than the individual part. I don't know. Tunch always said I always got it backwards. I, I think <laughs> when you when I look at this team, guys, and I see, you know, what the defense did there, it's still it it's a little bit of a difficult team for me to evaluate because we've seen, you know, we've seen the defense make big plays, and that's really won them a couple of games. I mean, let's let's be fair here. It won them the Cleveland game. And it went a long way, that and the block punt by Killebrew, toward winning this game. And 
Yet we also saw San Francisco, who looked, by the way, incredible last night against Dallas. Oh my gosh, they looked <laughs> like a buzzsaw, man. Yeah, they it was like, ridiculous. You know, yeah, you don't want, you don't you don't want to play them right now. But even Houston, what Houston did, um, you know, it's it's hard to it is hard to I think rely constantly on the turnover and the big play in order to turn a game, win a game, do those things. It's it's nice to just get some kind of ho hum three and outs. By the same token, the offense hasn't been able to help them enough. You look at the first half of San Francisco, you run 15 plays. I mean, they script 15 plays. They're, they've barely got the script in in the first half. So, you know, I, I think as I, we go into this bye week, my tendency is to think, guys, that the defense just, you know, to be elite maybe just needs a little more out of the offense. Like, let's get you – I mean, you're you know – You're exactly right. You, 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 give up a, you give up a drive, okay, you come off and you're, and you're tired and, you, you know, you haven't even pulled the towel out and gotten a squirt of water in your mouth and you're back out on, on defense again, you know. And, and there's no, no time to adjust, no time for the coaches to make adjustments, no time for the players to, to rest up. Um, I, I think that's the biggest thing. And this, these elements that we're talking about offensively, they need to find a way to unlock this to, to make it – um, more consistent to obviously help you score more points, but also to help out the defense. You know, I got to jump in, Max, because I got to tell this one quick story. The 1984 yeah. AFC Championship game, we're playing down in Miami against the great Danny Marino and everything. We're scoring on 15, 16 play drives, running the ball on third and 11 and everything else, still getting first downs. Danny Marino comes back in three plays. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> touchdown he was super mark clayton and you know uh, super duper whatever all these guys right and mike webster comes over sidelines it's like 85 90 degrees right he comes over he's got a gatorade he walks to the sidelines and he yells at the defense he goes defense can you just slow him down a little bit so i can get him a stupid gatorade (laughs) 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 and that's what the defense is probably saying to the offense now can you just hang on to it a little bit longer they just need they need to help them out a little bit Right? Yes. They need to help them out. No doubt about it. Yeah. And, and and I think when you look at it, I mean, you have to you have to say, okay, one side is picking up the other one, but you have to think the balance is eventually going to come back around like it did last year, right after the bye. You saw this offense kind of pick it up. Now, granted, we were literally at the midway point of a season last year. This was a little bit earlier than last year's bye. But um, I look at it and I say, okay, guys, I mean, you get this extra week. We now have tape. We now know what we need to do. And it's always easier to look at with a critical eye after a victory than after a defeat. But you, ha- you, have, you have to take that reality dose. I know we're excited and you get 24 hours to celebrate or sulk after a game. But exactly, you've got to get you've got to get you've got to get better from this. What we we have a higher expectation. It's like yes, we put a band aid on a a a deeper wound that that that's necessary. But it's easier to look at it after it's kind of healed a little bit and figure out what you really need to do. I think that's what this team really has to look at. We can't be so splashy. I would love to be splashy and then be dominating as well because the offense is clicking on all cylinders. And now when the defense adds these splash plays, they're, they're, it becomes a snowball, right? Going downhill. It becomes an onslaught for teams as opposed to the pressure relief valve. But I'm, I'm, I'm appreciative of it. I'm not going to take it for granted. But how we got to 2-0 in first place in this AFC North 
it was a heck of a job by the defense in both of those games. You know, I'll say this. Uh, it's like I said the other day. You know, the difference between three and two and two and three is only one game, but it's like my dad used to say. You know, the difference between a kick in the butt and a pat on the back is only about 18 inches. But yeah. Wow, what a difference, right? <laughs> that is, that yeah. is so true. And, you know, I was thinking about this last night doing the postgame show with Charlie that over their last 14 games, the Steelers are 10 and four. That's an elite record, right? That's, mm. that's, a, rec- that's a record of an elite team. And yet, I think it's pretty evident, you know, when you have uh, – so so it's evident that you can beat teams, right? But it's also evident that there remains a gap, I think, between themselves and – I mean, a Houston team beats you 30-6. to six, But, the, you know, the 49ers, the teams – the stated goal of the Steelers is to get into the playoffs and compete for a Super Bowl. You know, we saw a blowout loss to Philadelphia. Uh, we've seen, you know, a lopsided loss to Buffalo. We've seen these elite teams kind of have their way. And I think what we need to see – and I think the expectation, Max and Wolf, after you go seven and two last year, was that you were going to come out, build on that, and as this season went on, get closer and closer, so that by the time the playoffs rolled around, you're you know you can you're going to go toe to toe with Buffalo in the middle of the ring, or Kansas City in the middle of the ring, uh, or Miami, uh, who they obviously played a good game against last year. But those elite teams, Cincinnati, when they're rolling, the teams that can put up big points, we have evolved to the point over the last season and a half where we know the defense is good, we've evolved offensively, let's go play, and let's see who's better. But I just think that the, the worry among Steelers fans is that, yes, you're 10-4 and four over these last 14 uh, games, but the 3-2 and two this year hasn't felt like a progression from the 7-2 and two last year. And I think this is where this bye comes in handy. Let's get healthier. Um, let's figure out a couple things. Let's do some self-scouting, and let's see if we can unlock – these elements that are going back to that, we've seen a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Now, how do you get this on a more consistent basis? Well, and also, I mean, you're going to see another team that potentially when we're talking about those playoff teams, Jacksonville, right after the bye. You're, I'm sorry, you know, about two weeks after the bye because we go to L.A. first for the Rams. But, I mean, Jacksonville was a team that puts up a lot of points um, a year ago. And had had an electrifying playoff victory, and they're looking like they're back on top of it after their their London vacation, you know, across <laughs> the pond, uh, going two and zero, and I mean, and beating Buffalo, that team yeah. we were talking about. So, you know, the Steelers can't take off and think that okay, this second half is going to be a lull. I think that's what kind of people were like. Oh, well, the the second half of the schedule wasn't as good as the first half of the schedule, and that's why they got to seven and two. And it's like no, that's not that's not the case now, and. These are hard-fought victories. So how do we become more efficient? How do we learn from each game? And how do we carry those things over? Because you can't have that trap game like Houston happen again. You had you have to have learned you have to learn from your mistakes. And I think that's what's going to be really the big test coming out of this bye is very soon. You're going to get an opportunity to prove if you learned, you know, from the first five games of the season. Yeah, and I think the Rams are going to be a test. At LA, I mean, they're they're a team that can they're a team that can put up some points, and I agree with you, Max. That you know, uh, that's that's really what this is going to be all about. How can you put this together and get back? Because look, after the the seven and two finish last year, you know, okay, so now we have to open things up a little bit. And again, that doesn't come without growing pains, right? Um, you know, I've mentioned this before. You know, Ben Roethlisberger's third year in the league, and this is an this is a first ballot Hall of Famer. This is a phenomenal football player. 
He led the league in interceptions. Now, is that all on Ben? No, of course not. But when you when you begin to open things up, it's not always you know a linear equation. You don't you don't always go from the bottom left of the graph to the top right of the graph. It's not just it's not just a straight line sometimes. But we do need to see over these next couple weeks. You hope Deontay Johnson gets healthy. Maybe Cam Hayward's not too far behind. Uh, you get you know Harvin back as your kicker. Um, you begin to get healthier, maybe back on the offensive line again. And but this this team, I still think um, that yes, you beat the teams in front of you. You've proven you can you can compete with those teams that are maybe um, you know from the midway point to the to the 80th percentile in the league. But it's that 20th percentile that those top upper echelon teams, and that's the Steelers' stated goal. We want to compete for a Super Bowl. Those are the teams you need to begin to ascend to, and I think mostly it's offensively. No, no doubt about it. Well, Max, we're getting the uh, high yeah. sign from our, our producer. Yeah, the high karate. Yeah, because you're down in Phoenix. Yeah. We're just well, I, 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 up in here. It, exactly. I, 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 I get I get the text version of it. So I get the, <laughs> I get the digitized version uh, of it. So I don't I don't get the facial expressions from Wes, but I I, I do get the uh, literal cues. Like I need to have like a little ticker running across in my office. Of West Tex. Um. <laughs> by, by the way, did you guys know that Wes Wes Euler has a stage name? No, did you know that? I did. It's, no. it's Wesley. That's his stage name. Just yeah, Wesley. Wesley. Yeah, his Wesley. Wesley's his stage name. There we go. Yep. There you well, go. Well, well, well. We will t- we will take our cue from Wesley Wesley the uh, the actor on this one, and we're going to step aside. Kinger, thank you so much. Thanks, we Max. appreciate it, and everybody, please. When you hear them across the airwaves, like I said, whether it's on this airwaves and SNR, WDVE, or somewhere else in the iHeart, uh, you know, metaverse, uh, make sure you tune in. Kinger, thank you always. And, of course, you can catch him here every Monday after games here on Inside the Locker Room. Uh, he's Wolf. I'm Starks. We're going to take a break here. We'll be back in a minute. In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. A shotgun snap, blitz. He's back, he throws it down the near sideline. Pickens has it! Pittsburgh Steelers touchdown! Pickens to Pickens, 41 yards, and you have to be here. You know, the thing that always sets a quarterback apart is can you pull it together when things are not going well to pull the fannies of the boys out of the fire 
And it, that's exactly what Kenny Pickett did. It tells you that there are big plays available in this dude. And, yes, he's had a little bit of accuracy problems. You know what? That's going to get worked out. But, Max, the indicator to me is always can you pull it out? Can you pull your boys together and get it the job done when you need to get it done? Yeah, I mean, that, that's what that's what it comes down to. Can you stay in the game and can you continue to fight? Can you continue to slug away when you've been slugged? You know, that, that's, that's what it comes down to. When, P, when you're continually getting hit, your guard is getting tested, and you can still manage to weather the onslaught and then just come back swinging. That's, that, that, that's what this team is showing, that they have the metal. They have the, 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 the mindset that we will not be denied. And by any means necessary, we're going to get this job done. Exactly. That's what they're starting to build for themselves. All right. Well, you know, we're going to build some for ourselves coming up in the next hour in the power hour as Max leads off. We'll be back with more right here. Wolf Starks and the Ninjas back after this.